0: Hello, welcome to Talking City, I'm Rich Faye, and I'm joined this week by Ian Cheeseman and by Simon Wieckowski, nice to have you both here. Yeah, you alright? Did I absolutely murder your
1: surname then? It's alright, everyone has their own take on it, I'm just, you know, delighted to be here, they seem to uh, keep rotoring me off on podcast (laughs) days, so...
0: Simon, happy to have arrived. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you. We did petition for you
1: last week. Did you no, is it? not
0: to come on? Yeah. Don't leave that bit out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was edited out with the final take.
1: I, I definitely listened to it. To yeah,
0: your, I mean to hear it. Yeah. So did, so did my mum, which I'm glad to say. You listened <laughs> to it to hear it, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's what you would do it for. Yeah, but, city.
0: <laughs> best team in the league by a mile they've beaten Chelsea away they've beaten Arsenal away they've beaten United away and now they've finally proven that they can do it on a mild Monday night in Stoke the city side how good were they last night was it a case of them just being efficient and Stoke being relegation fodder or is it? Well, chance well for a
2: start off Chelsea was at home sorry to be pedantic but Chelsea was at home rather than away I meant this
0: season in judgment. yeah I'm absolutely grateful. yeah no no you're
2: right Um and it was a, a, you know, one of those nights at Stoke where they could have lacked motivation. I mean, let's face it, the the title race is is as good as done, mm. so therefore they could have gone into it with a bit of a lackluster attitude. Yeah. Uh, they'd lost the previous game, not the same players necessarily, but lost the previous game against Basel, so. There were some fans who came away from that game saying you, know, you lose a bit of momentum when you lose a game like that. And believe it or not, despite the season City having, there were a few angry City fans yeah. who talked to me and said, come on, we lost to Basel. Well, um, there was booze at the end yeah. I don't if it were
1: for the players or what, but you think you've been absolutely treated all season. Yeah. yeah. Let but, them have 90 minutes.
2: I sort of get it, you know, because... You know, I, I'm fortunate not to have been a paying customer for many years. Yeah. And if you've paid paid money and you go to a game, and especially if let's say you, you have some tickets that were allowed you to take your kids for the first yeah. time, and you're going, oh, well, you'll see City, they're brilliant. <laughs> and then they disappoint like that. I get that people would be upset yeah. by that. Obviously, what you've got to do is you've got to, you've got to... If you're a committed fan and you go every week and you're a season ticket holder then you see the bigger picture and you accept that there are going to be games like that. If you're one who goes occasionally or for special occasion or it's costing you a lot of money yeah. and to make a lot of sacrifices, then you're going to react in a different way. So you got to get that into proportion. But at Stoke, um, they were fighting for the lives. I always sense, I don't know about you, Simon, I know you obviously you were sat pretty close to where I was sat. <laughs> you, you could sense that if Stoke had got a bit of momentum, had got a goal, you know, had managed to mount a little bit of consistent pressure, their crowd was, was ready to really set an intense atmosphere. And another City players these days should be able to cope with it, but I must admit, I was really glad when and scored, City scored after 10 minutes. And use. apart from a few little moments of that atmosphere, it then disappeared, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I compared it in the game to um, Burnley away, where it just had that feel that City were in control, but just that one... If Stoke had got something, they had a few moments where long balls forward, you know, it could easily have been one one and I'm not sure City would then have had the sort of the energy left to then go on and win the game, but as it was, it was them that got the next goal and Sort of, they were comfortable by the end.
0: Yeah, there's that moment in the first half when Zinchenko got caught out by Shakiri down in the corner, yeah. cut back to Ndia. and took just a deflection that took it wide. And it, those little moments, I guess City have had quite a lot of those in their favour this season where I mean, they have hung on, they had little glim- glimmers of hope. They were value for the win, like you said, but difficult tests against Stoke, and especially when Crouch came on as well. You he thought he, he made a difference to Stoke. Maybe they brought him on a bit too late last night, really. Maybe. I mean, obviously, uh, City's. One vulnerability,
2: if you want to call it that, is defensively, because they're not built to yeah. defend, they're built to attack. So launching balls into Crouch from very deep could have been a potential route to them unsettling mm-hmm. City, but they didn't really do that even when he came on, did they?
1: No, it it's but, sort of gone under under the radar that City have been so good defensively this season, yeah. and certainly at the minute, company and to are the two, and those are the two you'd want I'm um, yeah, yeah. to be getting rid of those those balls. But also, I mean, Guardiola mentioned in the press conference afterwards, the pressing from City right until the very yeah. end was was noticeable. Like the amount of times David Silva was closing people down in the last few minutes and it is that that's been the, the backbone of the success all season. So although it wasn't a vintage performance, it wasn't them at the best, it was still them doing the things that they've done very well, well up, all yeah. season.
0: I guess that's what puts them so far ahead of everyone else to see. that's doing the basics right and then putting those little bits of magic on top as well. And I was only talking to a United fan this morning
2: <laughs> who said that, um, you know, it was almost sticking in his throat as he said it, but he said, I, I have to acknowledge that City are streets ahead, great attacking okay. team, love watching them. But he said, the thing that I have to, this is the hardest thing for me to actually admit. He said, they're actually better off the ball than they are on it. And yeah. he says, and that's saying something. And I, and I get exactly where he's coming from because that um, it has been highlighted a couple of times on things like Match of the Day, but sometimes you don't see it when you only watch highlights because you tend to only really show the the great moves or the great goals, which are wonderful, yeah. of course. But it is actually that absolute sheer determination and and um, and effort. Because it is effort as well as skill to actually close down, and win the ball back as quickly as possible and that's where the, that's all about the team ethic and if there's one thing that, that Pep Guardiola needs to be and they should be patting on the back for lots of things, it's actually that instilling that determination yeah. in as a team ethic I think that is the key to everything that that, that City are doing at the moment. It isn't about individuals, is it?
0: Yeah, but I also feel that his recruitment's played a lot of part of that. We talk about personalities that he's yeah. brought into the club, people that buy into it. We often speak about players maybe wanting... You, you sometimes hear transfer rooms of players who want to leave, but you get it into every player's so happy at City they have no reason ever to want to leave. And if they ever were that sort of player, they wouldn't have been brought in the first place by Pep. He's got a psychological profile in his key,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I mean... The change in the last few years overhaul in the, yeah. an ageing squad and he's now got a group of young hungry players even you know Walker's slightly older but he's come from Tottenham yeah. who had finished above City because he wanted to win trophies he recognised that they could and he bought into yeah. Pep's projects and I, I think he's been really really good this yeah. season and he's getting exactly what he wanted.
0: And he could be getting the guard of honour at Wembley from his four teammates in a few weeks. That is time. something that you, you I'm glad you've spotted that because that's that probably something that's gone slightly yeah. under the radar with yeah. all this
2: talk about the Derby. Um that, that I mean it could even be obvious, obviously yeah. United could be so determined in the Derby that not to win them the league that Tottenham could end up in the league winning one. But you're right, yeah. if City were to win the league in the Derby the guard of honour mm, is going to be at
1: Tottenham, yeah. absolutely spot on. If with, there is a guard of honour. Well, yeah. of course, yeah. it's not no, it's no. no. Not. But, but either way, if he gets the guard of honour or wins care. the league at Tottenham... He'll have a this medal and they will yeah. so that's yeah, so yeah. matters
0: to him. Um, we spoke then about the uh, young players, but it was the old guard last night that shone through. Vincent Kompany was classy again, like Simon said before. Him not a Mendy are just streets ahead, maybe even of the other city centre-halves. At the moment, they really are just exceptional players and they've got that partnership that maybe unfairly Stones and the Port haven't built up yet. Um, but it was David Silva who's braced won the game. How good were the old guard last night? David Silva is playing the best football I've ever seen him play and,
2: and he's played some marvellous <laughs> football, by the way. Um, and it is, has been, to me, very noticeable that in the games that he hasn't played. Um, it, you've, it, you've noticed it, you've felt it. Uh, clearly when Fernandinho didn't play, there was a concern that that would impact on the team. Mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne has missed a couple of games and he is such a quality player that it's bound to have an effect. But I, I'm more and more thinking that the single player that City missed the most when he's not available is David Silva. And when you bear in mind that the trials and tribulations he's had yeah. with his child and going backwards and forwards to Spain, it is just beyond comprehension to me how he can play at that intensity, seem to be even getting better and yet be juggling all that in his mind. But because he's such a a relatively quiet player who isn't demonstrative on the field or off the field he still may, somehow flies under the radar <laughs> of so many external critics. Yeah. I don't think the City fans in any way would would question that he is such a great player. Yeah, of course. But yet, yeah, when it comes to the end of season PFA, Team of the Year, the the Writers' Team of the Year, come on, Simon, you get voted for him. <laughs> you know, he, he will, again, go under the... Yeah, I, I'm yeah. sure he'll go under well, the radar.
1: I, I'm going to hold my hands up and say that uh, I'm more of a, a fan of De Bruyne than Silva. Um, but
2: you can both vote for more than one. I'm can't, yeah? coming.
1: I'm coming round <laughs> to the idea of um, Silva being as influential in this season as as De Bruyne because he, he's he certainly stepped up to a level that you didn't even think was yeah. was possible. And uh, what Guardiola's always said is that if he scores goals, he will be you know a phenomenal player. And, and he has his his scoring rate with Spain is a lot better than City. Yeah. Um, but you think about. The goal he scored in the last minute against West Ham, just A, the technique and B, the fortitude to to get there and um, stepping up last night as as well. I I, I started writing something about him and then I just thought, what is the left left that I can say about him? Because he was a marvel again last night. Um, And as Ian said, when you think about what he's gone through in the last couple of months, it's just amazing.
2: They call him Spanish Dave, they call him Merlin. Mm-hmm. I'm going I think he should be called now <laughs> prolific. prolific. It, because he's score. he's now scoring prolifically yeah. as well. It's gotta <laughs> come into it, us. hasn't it? Yeah,
0: absolutely. City were prolific again last night. They were clinical in front of goal. Um, the Monday Hoodoo was crushed and Pat Gwada spoke before the game that he didn't like Mondays it mainly be like Bob Geldof. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> don't don't like, remember. You're too young to remember Bob Geldof. I know who Bob, Bob Geldof is. I, I don't, don't like Mondays. <laughs> I don't like Mondays. That was his song. I wonder if there's any more comparisons between Pep Guardiola and Bob Bob Calver. Calver. <laughs> Maybe that's a teaser for Possibly the Possibly not. No. <laughs> but yeah, the Monday hoodoo that was mainly just incited by that Wigan defeat. City drew Everton on Monday night earlier in the season. That was more just a refereeing decision that went against City. and It was a difficult night at the Etihad. It was just before City really got into their stride. But um, Monday hoodoo crushed. Pep Guardiola's overcome another hurdle really. And there's not much else he has to prove to himself for in the, the season other than just securing the title now. No, it's only a matter of time. For the first time last night, the City fans actually sang, we're going
2: to win the league, you know, which... uh, I mean, when when it actually happened, when they actually sang it, 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 I almost did a double take and I thought, they have been singing this No, they haven't. This is actually the first time that they've sung it. And uh, it shows you partly the character of City fans as well that... I mean, even now on Twitter today, there's people saying it's not quite done. Uh, yet yeah, yeah, all yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, Pep's pretty much done everything though that he set out to do, and and then of course the the, the scrutiny is even more on the Champions League. And in a bit, whether it's this podcast or another one, yeah. we're, to, we're bound to be talking about the fact that when he was at Bayern Munich, with the league won yeah. by Bayern Munich quite early on. They then went out of the Champions League quite tepidly, really. Mm. And was that because the momentum was lost from from league form? Mm. And is that a danger of it happening at City? Because obviously all eyes at the moment are on Everton, United and maybe Spurs. But nobody's thinking beyond that no. when they've got Brighton at home and... You know, and, and you know, the trip to West Ham and stuff. By then a city fielding weaker teams like they did against Basel, saving the bigger players, does that lose momentum? Big, big questions to be answered, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I I think there has been a subtle shifting of attention onto the Champions League mm. as well in the last few weeks. I think there has been kind of a recognition from within and from Guardiola that they are there with the Premier League and I think it was 10 games to go and they said, right, we need this amount of wins to to win the league, but um, here comes Europe and he, he was asked last night to talk about winning the league against United and he was more interested in talking about the Champions League quarter final, which may also be against United, which would be <laughs> a, one interesting week. But that has um, shifted in his head to, to concentrate on the Champions League because the The defeat last year really did hurt them. And uh, it's in Marty Pernarau's book about Bayern Munich, the sort of collapse of the Champions League campaign at Bayern under after they won the league. So it it will be something. He likes nothing more than to solve a a puzzle with Guardiola. (laughs) So you can bet your life he's going to be working hard on it.
0: Still a big puzzle ahead of him, that one, to to solve. I saw Gary Neville as well had his say on Monday Night Football last night. (laughs) saying that he thinks City win the league could actually have a detrimental fat effect on their uh, Champions League hopes because he feels that the momentum will be lost, like you said, it might just happen. But City have proven things wrong a lot of times this season. they bounced back again from that Basel defeat last week. Every time City have lost this season, they've come back even stronger, really. That Basel defeat last week, do you think it was maybe a wake-up call to Pep Guardiola that rotation isn't? No, so no, I no I don't think so I don't think you can read that into it I mean
2: I, I know it, this is a City podcast not a United podcast but I wonder what Gary Neville would say about United and um, whether or not so, so they got better momentum because yeah. they need to fight for second place rather than the City <laughs> who got the Premier League title in the bag who haven't got any momentum I don't think he'd look at it that way I think he is looking at
0: it which
2: is understandable yeah, and, 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 yeah. and I'm a blue so I'm going to look at it from my point of view but uh, uh, that is looking at it in a slightly weird way um, because I think um, United are there in, in qualifying for the top four. City, of course, went under some people's radar, actually qualified for the Champions League last night. Chelsea now can't catch yeah. them, so they've actually qualified. Obviously, irrelevant to most people, <laughs> but being a long-standing blue, who really remembers cool. when getting to 40 points was a number one target, <laughs> qualifying for the Champions League, uh, early in March is just like unbelievably mind blowing <laughs> to me. Um, so it's done. So even if City lost every game, everybody won every other game.
0: They're in the Champions League next year. That cannot yeah. possibly go. I saw a stat like that last night saying if City had lost every league game after November, they still would have avoided relegation this season, which is utterly amazing. You'd never yeah. think that as a City fan. You're no. safe from relegation after November, would you? But no. <laughs> they were yeah phenomenal. Um, well, so, oh, the Basel question is what you're asking. Uh, obviously, Basel is... Um, Stick
2: to the script. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> the, the, the Basel game was such an anomaly, you know, because it was it was a dead rubber. You know, City were 4-0 up from the first leg. Clearly, Pep wants to protect players. He's talked about players like Kevin De Bruyne. and not being able to give him a rest. Yeah. And there are others who are in the same sort of boat, really. Um And and we saw the two different central defenders. We saw Stones and Laporte playing together, which people wanted to do. And some people see them as the future. So there were a lot of changes in that team. Phil Foden started the game. Brahim came on for a little while. But still, despite the personnel, you could just feel that the atmosphere was different. You could see that the players weren't as motivated. They would deny that, of course. But and, and Yaya, as much as I'm a huge fan of Yaya Toure, yeah. that the one thing that leaps out now is that when he plays, the whole momentum of the team is slowed down by the way that he plays. He takes that extra touch. He's still a gifted player in yeah. possession. He can still keep possession and that. But the whole the whole point of the way City plays is all about momentum and speed of action. So to actually look back on that game. In that environment and, and learn something from it was very difficult and um, although I, I have got views on individual performances in that game I always temper them by saying well it, it wasn't a typical game yeah. to really make a judgment on so you know Phil Foden for me didn't didn't perform as well as I'd hoped he might but was that because the players around him were not playing yeah. to that level so you, that that's what I mean you've got to you've got to sort of slightly qualify Uh, you you go along with that Sam?
1: yeah yeah as soon as I saw the team sheet I was kind of both (laughs) delighted for Phil that he was starting but also knowing that Yaya was going to be behind him he's not going to get that same drive forward and he's not going to get the balls that he he would have done in say Fernandinho was behind him especially Fernand uh, Torre Stones and Laporte so you've got three quite laid back players (laughs) um, that's a great place. So <laughs> It was, um, you know, I'd, I'd rather in play in that position than play at left-back, yeah. which I had to do at Shaqtar, but you could sort of see from the team sheet that it wasn't going to be... You know, you learn more from who wasn't there and what wasn't happening yeah. than, than the, the players that were out there. Stones and Laporte, it's... Obviously, they need to play together to build this partnership, but at the minute, as the bigger games have shown company and Ottomendia the the first choice centre-back pairing because Stones and Laporte are still kind of still trying to do the same job and you can't yeah. have one <laughs> defender where you should have two. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> and also, um, speaking last... I'm last... surprised that I made a good point. It was a <laughs> <laughs> It was concise, very nice oh, right. to it. Okay, thanks. Uh, last <laughs>
0: night, City, um, hey, Jesus, Je- Jesus, Gabriel Jesus. 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 <laughs> Gabriel Jesus mm-hmm. started up front for City, um, he had a big impact on both of the goals, he played the free ball for Raheem Stern for the first one and he set up Silva for the second, some fans on social media were divided, of course it was his first Premier League starting around the month or so when he came back, um, what do you make of his performance last night? Well the, the thing is Aguero and Jesus are two completely yeah. different types of strikers,
2: uh, Agüero is the, is arguably the one we've been brought up with as not just City fans but any fans, because you the know, focal a point. striker who, yeah, as you say, th- focal point, scores the goals, finishes, moves off. Now we've seen Agüero this season slightly develop into a more all round player who's contributing yeah. away, um, and Gabriel Jesus is probably a, a very modern, different style of striker who's. More about um, movement and linking up plays than actually being an out and out striker. Even though you know he was compared to things, plays like Romario when he's come yeah. through in terms of his finishing and his goal scoring record for such a young player for Brazil is phenomenal. But he is a different type of player. Um, he was involved, as you quite rightly say, in, in the goals. And, and and lovely football involved in that so there's there's definitely a great ability there and maybe we as fans and i include myself in this yeah. have to re-educate ourselves in terms of what we expect from a striker when we're watching him because i i can't deny that there's a bit of me thinking was the goal threat jesus yeah. you know what why are you not it's not just pure numbers but in terms of efforts and and you know that deadliness in front of goal that we used to from Aguero. So I, I can see both sides of the Twitter debate. If that's what it is about—about about whether he's playing well or he's not playing well. But certainly, what is unarguable is he's different.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I thought it was one of his best performances of the season last night. Um, controversial. <laughs> if that's controversial, I, that's, I think it's been me? it's been a difficult second season for him. Mm-hmm. I think adjusting and. With his, and get picking up another injury, which you've yeah. spoken about how that's shaken him because no serious injuries before coming to City, and then two in fifteen months, and then you play your first game back against Basel, and you suddenly have to lead the line again yeah. against Stoke, and it's part of the part of the way the team sets up when they are pressing home teams relentlessly. There's always going to be at least one player who's kind of doesn't seem to be adding very much to the attack. Yeah, um, but they are doing a really important job, and I thought Jay zs handled two Stoke centre backs really, really well.
0: Yeah, it's that physical, and also um, Raheem Sterling made his comeback last night. And he really benefits from Gabriel Jesus because Jesus makes the runs up wide, leaves pockets of space for him and Sarney both to drift in, and it becomes more of a it is more of a front free then rather than just a one man with two men on the side. And it was good to see Fernandinho and Raheem back last night. What do you make of their performances? Uh, well, the, the point you just
2: made there is a very good one, so I I agree with that. Um, in terms of uh, Raheem Sterling, he can be sometimes a little frustrating because yeah. he, he he has undoubtedly got ability, and his work rate now is is, is very different than he was let's say, a year ago. So the fact that Pep's putting his arm round him and, and, and giving him a big loving and kissing <laughs> him and all these other things that he does uh, is encouraging him to, to contribute to the team uh, very, if you don't pardon the expression, richly. Um, however, and this this was a question I asked last night, partly flippantly, partly seriously, partly to make a point, but when that drop ball happened after Otamendi yeah. had a long spell having yeah. his head uh, bandaged, the, the, there was a disputed drop ball yeah. that suddenly saw uh, Raheem break away with Gabriel Jesus next to him. And I wondered whether all the booing and negative reaction that came from the Stoke players as he was heading towards the Stoke goal one. was in his mind. And whether he was thinking, mm, maybe I shouldn't have won this drop ball. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And whether that influenced what happened next. Because he really fluffed it. Obviously had Jesus right next to him. The simple thing was to pass it square and in goes the, the ball to the net. Uh, but the thing is, we have seen, because when I, when I asked that question, a few people came back to me seriously going, no, no, that's what he does. He does
1: miss chances like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 the answer, I don't know the answer to it. The flip side of that is, would last season he shown any desire to shoot or would he have panicked and passed? Which yeah. may well have been the right thing to do, but... He's still got arguably game. if he doesn't get clattered then he scores last night yeah.
0: I think it's just he, Raheem for me my point he, when he has too much time on the ball he overthinks too much but it's most of his goals this season is, there's impulsive snapshots that just go into the net and he's that's a good point he's one of those players that you give him the ball he's only got two seconds to react he'll put it into the back of the net but if you give him more the time and he knows and he overthinks things that's when he tends to make these misses and I think the same was against Burnley you knew the cross was coming in against Burnley you knew this is all I've got to do, and sometimes you would think so. Yeah,
1: but I, I, I don't know. I don't want to characterize him as that because I think this season would show. His twenty goals. He's this sco- yeah, he scored a lot of a, a lot goal of goals, goals this well. season, um, but he also he's not conventional. Yeah. He runs in a weird way, and he he doesn't always take touches that you expect him to. Take, which can be frustrating for a fan but it must be so frustrating for defenders yeah I'm and trying I, to
2: picture what this unconventional running is is it, is it feed the fans
1: <laughs> well he kind of zigzags I don't really know Eden Hazard sort of took the mick out of it the other month and and then City yeah, beat yeah. them um, <laughs> and he stopped yeah but it, he also kind of winds up opposition fans and he's good
0: to have when you are him
1: isn't he yeah there were a number of incidents last night um, I think Zinchenko Stopped a quick throw in by yeah. clattering into Shakiri. Edison did by taking the ball straight, with him yeah. and then Sterling with the drop ball and it really wound the crowd up and <laughs> I, I quite like to see that. That's what
0: you want on the away day, isn't it? Yeah. You want to, you want to be hated.
1: You I a... think every successful team needs sort of that level cool. of. Yeah. Uh, that ability to wind up other teams. Well, it,
2: yeah, not just wind up, but actually show that you will keep your foot in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You will show the other side of the game because it's all very lovely and fancy Dan, all the yeah. City stuff, lovely little passing around. But everybody knows who plays City that they're not just going to roll over and be shrugged off the ball. Yeah. Well, individuals might occasionally, but as a team, that definitely isn't happening.
1: Yeah, and, you know, if Zinchenko gets booked for holding up the quick throw, then maybe yeah. Edison doesn't do do it later on but you know they're going to they're going to bend the rules as far as they can uh, like
0: anyone would it's not just a criticism but I think it's a good point you make it's another one of the things Mm -hmm. that maybe Kualiwa didn't get enough credit for is what he, how he's transformed that city had the hunger throughout and the desire to win at any, any cost, really. Well, nobody better than Sterling,
2: you which know, yeah. is where they started. I mean, he really is now. I mean, all right, he didn't score that particular incident, but even even that little bit of devil in him, if that's what it is, that, that made him not even consider whether that drop ball should have gone to Stoke, yeah. I'm having this, I'm having yeah. it, and I'm running at the, the opposition goal. And So maybe you know we could turn it the other way around and say, despite all that booing, he kept going and he would have put the ball in the net. So hats off to him because he's showing that little bit of devilment that you need winners usually have to
1: have. He's one of those players that was speaking to a few people the other day and they said, well, he's never your first name on your team sheet. You they said, well, no, he, he probably mm-hmm. isn't, but something always happens when he's in the team. He mm. always is involved in something good or bad, but increasingly good yeah. this season. Um, and, yeah, I think you, you need a bit of what he brings.
0: That's good. And, of course, the wider picture City's win last night, two wins is all they need now to lift that Premier League trophy. It's set up for a Derby Day delight on the 7th of April too easy. Do you think City... <laughs> Well, we've already touched on
2: it, haven't we? In the in the, in the Champions League draw is is on Friday. Yeah. We're sitting here on a, a Tuesday, and we don't know quite who's going to be in the hat yet. Uh, but what is possible is that City could play United in a quarter final, three
0: derbies, in the league. both legs, <laughs> either side
2: of this Manchester derby that could win the league. And I can't deny that in my mind, I've been running through different scenarios and thinking what would I actually like to happen. And as a City fan. Of course, the first instinct is to say, beat United in the derby and win the league. What if, though, and I just put this out there, and yeah. you know, I want to know what you think, Simon, both those two legs are against United, mm-hmm. with that game in the middle. Yeah. So the first leg, whatever it is, is a draw, tight game. Don't mm-hmm. expect anything else, actually, in a quote final, First yeah. leg, wherever it is. Then in the second game, which would be the Manchester derby for the league, City win the league, and um, City are celebrating and all the United fans are feeling like uh, death and Mourinho's looking angry and and doing whatever he's doing. And then the second leg comes, right? How motivated would United be for that second leg? And then suddenly, having won the league against United, three days later they go out of the Champions League to United um, just because of of this extra determination yeah it's an interesting scenario isn't it <laughs> it is yeah and
1: it, it would it would certainly mar what would what will be otherwise you know an incredible season but um, I was saying before I just think this City team on any one occasion I'd struggle to find a team to where you could say yeah I think they'll beat them because yeah. I, I just think you know, I don't so despite think despite all that, you yes, think City have come through. I that. think City have been so the Prune have ruthless so and relentless is this season. And you know, um beating Arsenal three nil in the, the cup final and then beating them three three nil again days later. Um I know United are better than Arsenal, but it I I think as well it's a derby so you wouldn't need to motivate them for that game and I can see it, it's kind of like the ultimate challenge between Mourinho and Guardiola because Mourinho will will absolutely <laughs> love to stop City winning the league on yeah. on the day, and a lot of City fans will absolutely love it if he can't because it will kind of show just how superior City have been. Um, but it, I don't know. I can see three. I can see United getting City in the quarterfinals being problematic for that that week
2: well there's all sorts of problematics there because City already play United at 5.30 on a yeah. Saturday which yes. you can't help thinking is a bad
1: decision and <laughs> although then, it could be move forward couldn't it I'm not sure what would to happen if, for that um, if one of them was in Champions League action on the Tuesday, Tuesday it after, might get moved to the it'd midday it'd move forward to half 12 on which the... I think would be more sensible anyway well that's where it should be in the yeah. first place as far as I'm concerned but The
0: league round up by 3pm
1: yeah but then um, also it depends when the first leg of the yeah, Champions League tie will be. Um, There'll be some complaints of a team's playing Wednesday and Saturday yeah, afternoon, won't there? Yeah. But but I think if, if he asked Guardiola and said you cannot win the league against United but beat him in the quarter-final, I think he'd take that every yeah. other week. Which paints then another potential scenario, doesn't it? Of City putting a
2: weaker team out in the league game Absolutely. when all the Blues fans go to the Etihad wanting to see him crown champions yeah. that day. But Guardiola thinking, it doesn't matter to me, it doesn't matter to me. We can win it at Tottenham the following week. Or, Ooh. There's a few discussion points coming up. Yeah. And of course, by the time the next podcast is done, we'll know the draw. Because yeah. so, so we'll know what are all these scenarios. So we, yeah. can, we can have this uh, fan... This uh, fantasy (laughs) discussion. Worry worry about it for a week
0: (laughs) and then. I guess, um, like you said, it is on Friday the Champions League draw, even just on a brief. Um, Which side would you want City to face if they got Seville? (laughs) <laughs> I mean it could all be hypothetical by the time people. some people
2: are listening to this yeah. podcast they'll be going what's he talking about United went through against them this is being recorded at uh, 2.45 on Tuesday afternoon just for the record uh,
0: I've got the, to read the page right now <laughs> and have a picture no, with no, it to no, prove that on, on the other hand though, United might not get through and chat about the three derbies in a week that's Yeah, that, that, is, that is all true
1: <laughs> one of the last few things you've said it's is true, true. <laughs> one of them
0: isn't the,
2: the, it, it, Blue, um, there's a bit of me that thinks don't be frightened of anybody. There's yeah. another bit of me that thinks be logical here. Yeah. Um, have the weakest team that's left in. Now Shakhtar are playing Roma, um, and you know, the winners of that game I wouldn't be you know averse to um, you know to play. So the the logic is to play a team that is you know uh, the weak what is perceived yeah. to be the weaker team. And also, of course, the intensity of of crowd, etc. If City play Liverpool, if City play United, both scenarios that could happen, then you know that there will be in my opinion anyway, no fear from United.
0: It should be, no fear from United. Especially if City is so high in the league, I think they've got nothing to lose. Well, maybe only City would have something to lose in that sort of scenario against yeah. the Premier League club because they're so, so far ahead. So both United
2: and Liverpool can tap into that. I don't think Schatz are. I don't think I don't even think of Bayern Munich or somebody, that mm-hmm. that would be a factor at no. all. Um, so I'd actually rather play, I suppose, a non-English team um, if Chelsea were to beat Barcelona, yeah. then fair enough. Chelsea isn't quite the same as it would yeah. be playing against Liverpool yeah. or United. Um, so, I, I personally, I would I would say a non English team because there's not you know if it's if it's Real Madrid, Real Madrid are, are beatable.
1: Yeah.
0: Um,
2: Barcelona aren't quite the same side they were, mm-hmm. and if you're going to win a competition, you've got to beat them somewhere, haven't you?
1: Oh, well, do you? Do so you just let the other teams knock take them out? The and, yeah, club. you take care of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think there are a few subplots with uh, Juventus that would be nice to see. Really? Because I think Tottenham got an awful amount of credit for Losing. for their performance <laughs> against Juventus and. Um, I remember City played Napoli earlier in the season Mm. and it was an incredible game They came out 4-2 in the end Guero
0: beat the record that night
1: yeah, but Napoli for those 20 minutes were better than any other English team they really exposed a
0: lot of concerns in that City defence yeah
1: yeah. but on the same night Spurs beat Real Madrid at Wembley and everyone talks about how this was a a golden age for Spurs (laughs) and and then when City were beating Basel Spurs Mm -hmm. were Getting a heroic two two draw at Juventus <laughs> and praised as the you know, one of the best results <laughs> for an English team ever and you've got this bitch. I love it, because... it, I love <laughs> well, it. It's just keep it going. I love a fa- fa- it's 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 Everything he's saying is true. And I'm um, loving it. You've also got Cialini, who, you know, one hell of a defender, but who's said that Guardiola has ruined defending yeah. in Italy. Um so I think there would be a few things to motivate City yeah. to try and show that they are better than Spurs <laughs> because apparently being so many points ahead of it doesn't but also uh, test themselves keep going I love, it. I love they, it they played Juve two seasons ago in the Champions League in the group stages yeah. and I think they came top in the end in the group stage but only because Juve lost unexpectedly they were 1-0 up at home and lost 2-1 and I think it'd be a good chance to
0: see how far the two teams have come yeah
1: they thought they had beaten the best team in Italy this season but I think (laughs) Juve might go on to win Serie A so (laughs) it would be uh, a a second chance to do the same
0: so side wants Juve Ian wants anyone Seville or uh, (laughs) somebody (laughs) non-English City this week in Abu Dhabi not bad for some is it we've got the uh, nice glamour of Manchester ourselves but um, this City trip Team building, nice bit of warm weather training. What do you expect to come from this trip? Uh, cut, cut, Pep
2: Guardiola said three training sessions didn't he, in yeah. five days, so mm-hmm. there'll be a bit of relaxation. I've seen the pictures of the team arriving, immediately taking all the tracksuit tops <laughs> off, <laughs> and it makes you sick, doesn't it? Um, I mean, I was lucky enough to travel out with Stuart Brennan to uh, a trip to Abu Dhabi um, when they played a friendly against, against uh, a team out there, Al Jazeera, the, yeah. in, in their stadium. And. Um, no, actually, it wasn't in there. It was in another stadium. But anyway, they played a friendly out there, um, and we were lucky enough, the two of us, to see the facilities, uh, the big hotel yeah. with the. And I, in fact, I, I took a couple of pictures of the training pitch that supposedly was City's training pitch, and if that's where they're training, what a lovely setting it is! <laughs> lovely weather. It won't be too hot at this time of the year. It'll just be right, yeah. and, um, and 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 I don't blame them at all for for taking advantage. Of that situation, and I wish I was with them, really. Um, and and um, you know, now whether they, they come back, and then all the players scatter off and go on international duty, don't they? Yeah. yeah. When they come back from this trip, whether whether all this affects players psychologically, I don't know. Does that lose momentum? It's the same argument about later in the season if the league's done and they're not playing intense games, has that lost momentum? There's now three weeks where for City as a group there is no game. And I can't think of the last time that City went three weeks in mid-season uh, without playing a game. Uh, that slightly concerns yeah. me, um, but but not in a massive way because City have been playing so well. And um, it's, 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 it can't do them any harm, can it? Come on, perfect pitches. No, well, lovely weather. it's
1: not like they've got a, a game to fly back too late for like they, they, they did yeah. a few years ago and... It's um, they'd never have sat down at the start of the season and said, "Right, we're going to win the treble, or we're going to break every Premier League record going." But now that the seven, eight games to go, mm. you know there are a lot of things in sight, and I think it's quite good for them to to go away and just hammer down those last last few things that need ironing out. I wonder if Pep's contract might be discussed while they're out. Well, yeah, he should meet with the uh, yes. the owners, and um, I mean, last season when they went over, he was he talked about discussions for the future with them and planning for the summer spending. They've obviously got targets in in mind, so you'd imagine those details would be will be ironed out as well. I, I can't imagine the owners are going to um, question much of what he says, given what he's. Produced this season with the team. Um, so it, it should be some, some cordial chats. I've seen some wild sort of <laughs> speculation that came from that press conference last
2: Friday. You were there, weren't yeah. you? And I was there. And, yeah. and there was a question, it might have even come from James actually. Um, when he was talking about James Robson, yeah. of course, yeah. our <laughs> colleague here, and uh, asking him about... The, it was obviously James trying to get him to say he was going to extend his yeah. contract or whatever, but in a more subtle way. <laughs> yes. And James and subtlety are not normally words I'd <laughs> use in <a> <laughs> sentence, but nevertheless, he got an answer... And the answer, uh, which was, you know, if you've got young players coming in, how long does it take for them to bear fruit? And, you know, wouldn't you like to be part of it? Something like that was how we phrased it. And he he sort of said, well, you know, you've got to be here seven, eight, nine, ten years for that to happen. And that has caused a bit of a frenzy (laughs) by people who weren't necessarily there and heard it in context, who then said oh Pep's hinted he might stay for ten years. I don't like I don't think that's gonna happen. Certainly not in the immediate future. I think he might sign a new two year extension.
1: Yeah what well, I think the confusion has come about because um that was in the embargoed section of the press yeah. conference. So we sit there on a Friday second out for the press conference was embargoed until Sunday night so that, to give us something for the Monday papers. Now um Pep said then uh, so he was talking about rebuilding a team like Sir Alex Ferguson has done, and he said, "You know, it probably needs ten to fifteen years." I don't know if I'd have if I would have the energy for that. Yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, the Sunday papers come out, and there's an interview he's given to, I think, an Argentine newspaper, where he said, "I could see myself being here for ten more years," which kind of is exactly what he didn't say on Friday. <laughs> probably what we would have wanted him to say on Friday. Um, but the fact that he's given conflicting answers is, adds to the mystery of it all. But I think it, it would be extremely unlikely if he wasn't to extend beyond his, his original yeah. three-year deal. Um, that feels to me as if that's the announcement that they make on the day they win the league, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he has said, you know, he will sign if he wins trophies and if um, if they're still happy to have him and... No, you I can't imagine them City not being. Wouldn't want
0: to have him, as there?
2: So, no. Let's face it. The owners have basically built a club for yes. him. Yeah. 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 So um,
0: this
1: this relationship isn't going to be ending anytime soon. Perfect, match, so, isn't it? You no. Know, he's got greater autonomy here than he had anywhere else. So it's just
0: as long as he is happy, really, isn't it? And now, yeah.
1: And how, however long he can keep motivating the players, I think. Um, the last season at Barcelona, there, there was kind of, a, bit of a, a switching off. So, but he's got a a young hungry squad like we've said so as long as they can keep keep firing them up then you would certainly expect at least three more years from him
0: three more years <laughs> that's what we want but yeah um, that's all we've got time for this week we will be back next week to preview well to react sorry to that Champions League draw we will see if he gets his dream of a European away there who knows maybe? Seville the <laughs> on we <we'll> Seville <laughs> thank you very much Chatsworth. Joining us today, and we Robles. will have you both back. Sometime. Not for sure oh. you, Simon. We'll have you, we'll have you back sometime. Save a pass, my yeah <laughs> We'll have you both back next week. He's more sensible than Stuart. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> Thank you very much for joining us on talk City this week. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and Audible, and stick Manchester Evening News for all the updates on Manchester City.